This is the final section of Principles of Microeconomics on Environmental Problems. I am your professor, Dr. Terry Elin, coming to you from home to wherever you may be. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the economic ride. So this chapter kind of puts a bunch of topics and chapters together. There's a lot of things that need to be understood for this to what be well understood and there's a reason why i cover this chapter which is chapter 16 in the textbook that i use before or after chapter 18 which was taxation which we've seen last week and the reason is that when there is environmental problems sometimes taxation is a solution to solve those environmental problems and i just wanted you guys to understand why and how that whole mechanism works so first and foremost what is an environmental problem that we try to solve with economics? Well, it's a situation where we have what we call a market failure. So a market failure is a situation where the free market level of output is not what is optimal for society. There is something going on where either underproducing or overproducing a specific good. So the government has to correct for this and try to find a way for us to achieve the optimal level of production. That optimal level may not be zero, typically in most environmental problems, even though it's something that's not good for the environment to say we no longer want any plastics or any carbon emissions would be too hard and too costly on society. It's not necessarily our desired state. We just want a better allocation. We want a better level of those pollutants. So that is what a market failure is. And what causes market failures normally are externalities, which we'll see, lack of provision of public goods, asymmetric information, and other things of that nature. Anything that leads to a less than optimal level of uh, goods produced in exchange. So what is an externality? Well, an externality is the idea that when you purchase a product and you consume it, you have a relationship with the seller and an externality is when something else happens that hurts other people that are not within this relationship. So when you buy cigarettes from a seller, he has a production cost, you have a willingness to pay for those cigarettes, you both agree on a price, everyone's kind of happy, and you make that purchase and you consume it, while the producer and yourself are satisfied with this agreement, but all the other actors in society haven't had their say. So if I decide to light up a cigarette in front of the classroom, if it was legal for me to do so, and I just smoke cigarette after cigarette after cigarette, you guys might be annoyed by cigarette smoke in the classroom and you'd want me to stop. Well, if I think about my consumption of cigarettes, I think about the cost that it costs me to buy those cigarettes and I think about the benefits it brings me from smoking those cigarettes. If I'm not thinking about you guys, I'm not thinking about the negative externalities I'm causing on other people in society. Same thing goes if I buy a big gas guzzling Hummer truck just because I like the look of it and I just decided to drive all around and put really big tires on it which consume even more gasoline and uh, just 
pimp it out in a way that it becomes very uh, gas consuming and very bad for climate change and society. When I'm doing all those choices, I'm thinking, well, okay, if I buy this and I make this modification, this is what it's going to cost me more. This is my private cost. And I think about the benefits it brings me, how I feel very manly and I feel strong driving this car, this vehicle. Um, that's all that people think. They think about their private costs and their private benefits. But they don't necessarily think about what happens to other people in society from this decision. And this is where externalities come in. As much as they can be negative in those two examples I gave, they could also be positive. I could, I could also create a positive externality. So if I'm in a neighborhood and we're a bunch of houses next to each other and I build like a, a really nice yard and it's beautiful and it just, it's just makes it much more enjoyable to live in that area, well, I'm doing it for myself, my own costs, my own benefits, but maybe the, everyone that's driving by that area just feels better and they, they feel like it's more calm than if I had a totally rundown area with grass just growing, with weeds and everything else, and it just looks terrible and drives the price of the housing market in that sector down. So I could also have positive externalities, and the more classic example of positive externalities is if you have a series of townhouses one next to another if one of them in the middle has a really good sprinkler system well that means that if there's a fire on either side it's not necessarily going to transfer to the other neighbor and even if there's a fire in that own building that the middle one it's not necessarily going to transfer left or right which is positive for the other people they're not paying into this service uh, but they're enjoying the benefits <clears throat> so uh, graphically speaking we could see how that works but when we have a negative externality, the, the whole idea is that we want to reduce that production level, that exchange level, so taxation and other measures can be used. And when we have a positive externality, we want to increase the level of uh, those um, that production of good and and uh, and so on. And we want to encourage it, so subsidies can be used. Uh, there could also be laws, like I said, for smoking in classrooms. I can't do it, so that's a law. When I think about smoke detectors and everything else well there's laws that force you to have a minimum uh, smoke detectors in your house a minimum amount of uh, like um, fire extinguishers and so on so there is minimums and, and those laws could also achieve something that's closer to the ideal situation and that ideal situation in this chapter we call it the allocatively efficient situation so we compare that allocatively efficient situation to the free market outcome and we try to bring with government policies the actual outcome as close as possible to the allocatively efficient level of uh, production and then um, a few other topics are covered in this class uh, which deal with the free rider problem and public goods and asymmetric information so the free rider problem is pretty much that whole idea of enjoying something without paying its cost and it's a situation that often happens and you'll notice it quite a lot when you have different people needing something more or less and that you'll have try people trying to enjoy the benefits of something without necessarily paying into it well that could be the situation where you live with a bunch of uh, people and one person just likes to keep things cleaner 
and since you have a lower tolerance uh, like uh, or a higher tolerance to, to mess you'll uh, just let it get slightly messy and you'll always know that this one roommate is always going to clean things up so you pretend that you don't care about it but you kind of enjoy that it remains clean but because you pretend that you don't care about it you don't really are forced into cleaning it to the extent that this person wants and you could just enjoy the benefits similarly if uh, you're working on a group project with someone and that person really wants a high grade and you don't really care so much well naturally you could just say well this is good enough for me and this person who desires a much higher grade to go into grad school and so on will put on all the extra effort to make sure that a good grade happens and you are just free riding that wave you're enjoying the benefits of this person putting in all the work so it doesn't really cost you much in terms of time but you enjoy the benefits of the good grade in the end so that is the free rider problem and it's a common problem and it's if we think of global environmental problems well it would be a situation where you have some countries that just don't care as much about climate change they they say it's not going to impact them so much they want to they don't want to take strong environmental policies implement them but they're quite happy that other countries are taking it seriously and are trying to reduce pollution levels so even if i pretend i don't really care about plastic pollution or carbon emissions or other forms of pollution well naturally if there's less because the other people seem to care more i'm quite happy about it so it's that kind of situation that arises there as well so in that those kind of situations it's trying to find a way to force the free rider to still contribute and to still do something about it and not just enjoy benefits without bearing any of the costs so uh, maybe having a cleanup schedule in your apartment uh, that you all agree upon initially and that uh, in the end everyone's just going to be happier it's going to be always clean it's going to be better but uh, some people would have just preferred someone doing all the work same thing with uh, group projects maybe having individual grades that could be modified to take into account the extent of people's work or how, how you could ditch a teammate if they don't put in the work and leave them stranded so there's different mechanisms that might be able to help circumvent to some extent this free rider problem and the public goods uh, idea here is that some goods in society well just aren't provided for enough in the free market uh, like uh, if we think about protecting the whole country with an army well there's no one that would be rich enough to just say i'm going to protect the whole country and i'll pay for it you know it has to be global contribution well not global but like contribution from everyone in that society for it to actually work so there's things like that that we have to try to see what's the value behind it what's the value of preserving polar bear species and not just a few people around there that have have to pitch in and pay a certain amount of money and that everyone else could just say i, I don't really care about polar bears that much so i don't want to pitch in so trying to determine how much people actually value and finding a mechanism that uh, to find uh, people to contribute through taxes or other means to make sure that we achieve the outcome that is optimal so all in all in this chapter because of the presence of environmental problems the free market outcome the naturally occurring outcome 
is not a good outcome. It's either underproducing or overproducing or not producing at all in terms of public goods. Therefore, even if you associate yourself to a more conservative or Republican party that has less government intervention than the more socialist party uh, that promotes more government intervention, higher taxes, higher redistribution, and so on. You're more about the capitalist right-wing side of things. That could be your political affili affiliation, and I can't say anything against that. However, regardless of how you are on the political spectrum, it is important to note that in the presence of a market failure, it is not optimal for the government to do nothing. It's worse for society to just let the free market happen. I could agree that maybe uh, some people could say, I rather have low income taxes and a little bit less social services and so on. And that's your opinion and that is totally okay. However, to say we should not do anything for the environment, the, the free market outcome will always lead to the optimal outcome. Well, that's not necessarily the case. We see that businesses are motivated by profits and they might do some things that lead to massive oil spills or massive environmental disasters. And when it comes time to pay the bill, they'll just kind of go bankrupt and not do anything for society. So it's good to keeping some businesses in check, some industries in check, and making sure that we provide and have a level of production that is optimal for society. So laws on cigarette smoking, different locations and everything else makes sense because you don't want to have really high healthcare costs in society because just, just because there's so much secondhand smoke that's creating a lot of um, health problems in the future. And then when it comes to different policies to looking at environmental problems, I've studied this a lot in my master's and PhD, and there's a lot of things that have to be taken into account. When Canada decides to adopt the carbon tax, they have to think about how that's beneficial in terms of reducing carbon emissions, but they also have to think about how other countries are acting. And with game theory, we know that if we introduce a carbon tax, it means that our cost of our products are more expensive here, but some of the products that we might import that are equivalent, if they don't face a carbon tax, they're not going to be cheaper. So we might substitute towards the consumption of those goods. Uh, there's going to be a certain level of substitution effect. So every time we think about introducing a government policy, we have to look at all of the outcomes that will happen. If we introduce a carbon tax to reduce our emissions, but in the end we start importing more goods from other countries that create emissions while producing those hammers or those other tools that are energy intensive, well, we're not really helping society. We're hurting our competitiveness and we're also not helping the environment in terms of global emissions. So there's a lot of things that have to be looked into. I hope that in this class you understood a lot of the relationships and hopefully it just sparked an interest that you keep on uh, going into economics and to some other classes that you might be interested in and just kind of keep on thinking about how society works and if there's a problem or there's something that you want to switch, well, how could we achieve that outcome as best as possible in uh, the most efficient manner? Hope you guys enjoyed this class and I'll uh, happily see you in another class in the future.
Have a good semester. Have a good final. Talk to you guys soon.